Okay. Um, Lorena, gonna, take it away. I'm going to try to share my screen. Okay. Oh, well, that's not helpful, is it? Can you guys see that? Okay. Yes. Yes. Oh. Okay. Um, sorry. My thing is. Is that too small, everyone? Is that okay? I need my script up as well. <laughs> Looks good. Okay. All right, Commissioner Collins, go ahead. Thank you very much. Good afternoon and welcome to the meeting of the Community Investment Committee of the San Francisco Art Commission. Today is October uh, 12th and it is 1.09 p.m. Ms. Morena, would you please, Ms. Moreno, would you please call the roll? Yes. So we have um, Commissioner Collins. Present. Commissioner Musley. Commissioner Orleana. Present. Commissioner Parker Pennington. Present. Commissioner Shelby. Present. Commissioner Shioda. Commissioner Walker. Thank you very much. Present. This, this meeting is being held by teleconference pursuant to the governor's executive order in 2920 and AB 361 and the fifth supplement to the mayoral proclamation declaring the existence of a local emergency. During the coronavirus disease COVID-19 emergency, the Community Investments Committee regular meeting room, War Memorial Veterans Building Suite 125 is closed. Meetings of the Community Investment Committee will convene remotely. Today, the Community Investments Committee meeting is being streamed using the WebEx platform and will allow for remote public comment. While this technology allows us to hold these meetings remotely, it may not be as seamless as we would prefer. There will be gaps and delays as staffing, uh, staff transitions the technology between speakers. Please know that we are doing our best um, and that we ask for your patience. Before uh, we start, I'd like to remind us all about the policies and procedures for virtual public meetings. At this meeting, we are bound to follow the structure of our agenda and to adhere to the best practices set out in the Good Government Guide. At every uh, public, um, excuse me, um, at every public meeting, there is a place for general public comment where members of the public may make comment on any, uh, any item pertaining to this body. In this case, please keep your general public comments to items under the purview of the San Francisco Arts Commission. For every item on the agenda, there is also space for public comment pertaining to that item. Respectfully, we ask that you keep your public comments on topic. Last, a few virtual meeting housekeeping items. Commissioners and staff, if you have not already done so, please mute your microphones to minimize background noise. When you speak, you will have to unmute yourselves. Commissioners, please raise your hand to be recognized to speak or ask a question if it is not already clear to me that you are the speaker. Also, please introduce yourself when you speak so callers on the phone know who is speaking. Um, before we uh, progress any farther, uh, we're going to make an agenda item change. We're going to bring forward agenda items five and six, which will follow item number two. We're doing this so that we can be ensured of maintaining a quorum for these vital votes um, of the committee. 
Um, may I now turn this over to program associate Lorena Moreno for public comment instructions. Ms. Moreno. Yes, thank you, Commissioner Collins. The commission has strongly encouraged interested parties to submit their comments in writing prior to this meeting to sfac.grants at sfgov.org. For members of the public who wish to make public comment on, on items on this agenda, the phone number to call for public comment is 415-655-0001. The access code is 2498-572-5847. You will be prompted to press the pound twice. Your line will be muted, but you'll be able to hear the meeting in progress. You may also make public comment using the WebEx link. Um, when, you click, when you click on the WebEx link, you will be then be prompted to enter the following information, your first and last name and email address. These fields are required to be entered. However, if you wish to remain anonymous, you may type public in the first and last name fields and public at public.com in the email field. Please be sure that you are in a quiet location and that all devices around you are muted. Um, at the appropriate time, the chair will ask for public comment. For members, of the pub, for members of the public using the WebEx link, please click on the hand icon to raise your hand. This will put you in the public comment queue. For members of the public calling by phone, you will be prompted to press star three when the public comment period opens. This will add you to the speaker line. When the system message says your line has been unmuted, this is your time to speak. You'll hear us state your name and make your comments. You are encouraged, but you're not required to state your name for the record. I will start your three minutes. And when you begin, um, when you begin talking using a visual timer, you will get a 30 second audible warning. When your time is up, I will say caller your time is up and put you back on mute. You will be moved out of the speaker line and back as an attendee in the meeting unless you disconnect. Participants who wish to speak on other um, public comment periods can stay on the line and listen for the next public comment opportunity. We will pause briefly before closing public comment to ensure that no remaining commenters are seeking to speak on an item. Also, staff will um, ask, excuse me, also staff will ask for real-time public comment before reading email comments to ensure all members of the public have an opportunity to comment in real time. Any individual who speaks during a public comment period at today's meeting um, can email a brief written summary of the comments to be included in the minutes if it is 150 words or less at sfac.grants at sfgov.org. As a reminder, the summary may be rejected if it exceeds the prescribed word limit or it is not an accurate summary of the speaker's public comment. Public comment instructions will also be shared on the screen as you see here. Please note that the WebEx system has upgraded. You will now see a closed captioning feature that controls, oops, excuse me, the controls for this feature are located at the bottom left of your screen. Uh, also, the raised hand feature has changed. You may now hover over your name in order to raise your hand. Commissioner Collins, please begin the meeting when you are ready. Thank you very much, Ms. Moreno. Um, I'm now going to call agenda item number two, which is general public comment. Um, this item allows members of the public to comment generally on matters within the commission's purview, as well as to suggest new agenda items for the commission's consideration. Is there any general public comment? So we did not receive any, yeah, sorry. If we did not receive any emails, 
Um, so I will go ahead and read the general public instructions um, and while we give folks time to raise their hands. So if you're already listening to this meeting via web link, please raise your hand. If you're calling by phone, please press star three to be put in the queue. Please press this only once since pressing it more than once will remove you from the queue. Instructions are on the screen. We're currently on agenda item number two, which is general public comment. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking and you will see a visual timer if you're listening via WebEx. You also get a 30 second audible warning. Your time, you will be muted once your time is up. You may stay on the line if you wish to speak on other items. Any individual who speaks during the public comment period at today's meeting can email a brief written summary of the comments to be included in the minutes if it is 150 words or less um, to sfacgrants at sfgov.org. So Tom, let us know if there's any hands raised. Hi, Lorena, um, I am seeing none. So let's go ahead and give it another 10 seconds, just in. And then just as a note, my visual timer is not working, so I will be giving audible cues throughout this commission meeting for public comment periods when folks have 30 seconds and when their time is up. Do we have any hands on or no? I do not see any. Okay, so we'll go ahead and close public comment for agenda item number two. Back to Commissioner Collins. Thank you. Am I now free to proceed to agenda item number five? Yes, sir. Thank you very much. And also with great appreciation to our directors of our cultural centers, um, we will try to move through agenda items five and six carefully, um, but with alacrity. So I am now calling uh, item number five, special project grants. If you wish to make public comment on this item, you may now raise your hand and be added to the queue and you will be called upon at the appropriate time. Um, I would also like at this uh, time to, know, uh, to note that I will be asking for any recusals, but I will do that after we've had um, any public comment on item number five. Do we see any? No, we do the recusals first, okay. and then we present the item. Very good. So, um, in this matter, um, may I ask for uh, any rec recusals? Uh, and I would ask for um, a statement of that so that we can have it for the record. Commissioner Ordinata. Yes, I'd like to ask for the committee to allow my recusal for a couple of items um, in an item, agenda item number five, sub agenda number one, um, 18, 22, and 29, as all of these may pose a financial conflict of interest uh, for me. Uh, both organizations, the Core Cultural Center and Fresh Meat, um, are partners um, and have um, rented space from my employer, the SF LGBT Center, um, and so would um, ask that I. Uh, be withdrawn from this agenda item um, and not participate in any discussion um, or potential decision making um, on those motions. So I'm going to ask for Deputy Director Joanne Lee to present this and also um, to help us to time items 1, 18, 22, and 29 so that Commissioner Ordignana uh, can observe his recusal. Great, thank you. Commissioner Collins, good afternoon, commissioners. I'm delighted to present to you 
um, these recommendations to award. Joanne, Joanne, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. We need um, Commissioner Orleana to recuse himself oh. before you present the item. Okay, and sorry. And then we'll, we'll have you join back in, Commissioner Orleana, as soon as we're ready for you. Thanks. Do I wait for Commissioner? Okay, there he goes. There he goes. Okay, Thank good you. afternoon, Commissioners. Um, I'm pleased to present the slate of 30 uh, recommendations to award 30 special grants, special project grants that are funded by district supervisor addbacks and mayoral enhancements um, to our budget this year. And the special grants were competitively bid. The guidelines were released in early September um and were reviewed um at the end of september or actually maybe early october and um these are our recommendations i'm happy to take any questions on any particular one but they really run the gamut across the city in almost all districts as well as some citywide um awards Questions? I see um, a couple of uh, hands that are up. I see Commissioner Walker. I also see, um, I see Commissioner Walker's hand up. So I just have a question of clarifying that these, these amounts have been added through the budget system from the various supervisors and or the mayor and uh, my question is, how does that affect our previous budget items? Is this, are these, if these added back on top of the funds that we already had recommended? Yes, these are increases Great. to our, our grant making budget. Yes. Because all of these organizations are really out there doing work in our community. And I just, I want to really solidly support them all. Um, Thank you arts organizations across the city. Keep doing the work and helping us recover. So. And also, thank you to you, uh, commissioner Walker for your consistent advocacy over this period of time. Absolutely. Um, so I'm going to back to uh, deputy director Lee. Um, we have uh, items 1 through. Uh, 30 commissioner Orniana has uh, recused himself. From 1, 18, 22, and 29, uh, Deputy Director Lee, how would you like to proceed with the vote? Um, if you could uh, call for a motion to approve uh, all of those except for the ones that Commissioner Ordignana is recusing himself from. Okay. Or, no, let's do, actually, let's do the ones that he is recusing himself from first so that we vote on those and then he can return and vote on the others. Very good. So I'm going to say, with the exception of agenda items 1, 18, 22, and 29, may I hear a motion um, and a second for the approval of these special project grants? So moved. Mar uh, Commissioner Shelby? Second. Commissioner Parker Pennington. And now I would ask for any public comment on this matter, Deputy Director Lee? Yes. Thank you. Go ahead. Thank you. I'm, I'm now <laughs> yeah. calling for any any public comment on uh, the items before this motion. Okay. Thank you. So, if you're already listening um, to this meeting via web link, please raise your hand. 
If you're calling by phone, please press star three to be put in the queue. Please press only once since we are, since pressing it more than once will remove you from the queue. Instructions are on the screen. We are currently on agenda item number five, sub item one, which is special project grants. Um, as a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking and you will see a visual timer. Well, actually you will, you will get an audible um, note from me if you're listening via WebEx. You'll get a 30 second audible warning again from me. And then when your time is up, um, you will be muted. Um, you may stay on the line if you wish to speak on other items. Any individual who speaks during the public comment period at today's meeting can email a brief written summary of the comments to be included in the, in the minutes, if it is 150 words or less, to sfac.grants at sfgov.org. Um, Tan, let us know if we have any hands up. I'm going to go ahead and give it about 10 to 15 seconds to give folks an opportunity to raise their hands. Um, as those are listening. Hi, this is Tan. I'm seeing none. Okay, so we'll get a few more seconds and. Okay, we'll go ahead and close public comment for agenda item five, sub item one. Ahead, any, any additional commissioner comments before we call the roll on the vote? Thank you. Ms. Moreno, would you call the roll on all items? Um, hi, can you hear me? Yes, Commissioner yes. Parker Pennington. Thank you. I, I just wanted to make the observation that I'm really thrilled to see the range, the diversity. Um, it just seems like a broader set, uh, different areas, you know, performing arts as well as visual and you know, I'm, uh, and just, I'm, I'm just really happy to see the range of this portfolio that we're, that we're able to vote on today. So I want to thank you all for all your work, uh, and look and, you know, looking at all of these, you know, grant opportunities. So. You know, Commissioner Parker Pennington today is indigenous people's day. And it is, we're going to not only hear from our cultural center, but I think it is noteworthy that we have really seen over these years, uh, the expansion of support. For our American Indian Cultural Center, so um, thank you for raising the the point, and um, it's a very special day, I think, for all of us. Any is there any further commissioner comment before we call for the roll on all items except for one eighteen twenty two and twenty nine? Seeing um, that, Ms. Marina, would you call the roll, please? Sure. We're actually voting on those four items that Commissioner Vienna. Oh, I'm sorry. Then that's yeah. one eighteen twenty two and twenty nine. Yeah, that's the motion. So, uh, may I have the roll for those, please? Yes. So we have Commissioner Collins. Yes. Commissioner Muslave, not here. Commissioner Ordiana had to recuse himself. Commissioner Parker Pennington. Yes. Commissioner Shelby. Yes. Commissioner Shiota. Commissioner Walker. Yes, thank you. Motion passes unanimously. Wonderful. Now, we, may we invite Commissioner Ordignana back so that we can take the rest of the items uh, that he was not recused. Yes, so hopefully we see him soon. I can't, Tom, let me know if you see him because I have like a little window where I can see everyone. Which Commissioner Secretary, Commission Secretary just invited him back. So hopefully we see him soon. Okay, we can, um, Commissioner Collins, we can go ahead and begin 
and then hopefully he popped in. Um, Thank you. So, um, Commissioner Lee, do you have anything? Uh, I'm sorry, Deputy Director Lee, do you have anything further to add before we move towards a motion to approve um, all items other than 118, 22, and 29? Uh, no, I don't, Commissioner. And is there any further public comment? And any further comment from the commission? Seeing none, may I ask for a motion then uh, to approve all of the items under item number five, uh, with the exception of um, one eighteen, twenty-two, and twenty-nine. So moved, Parker Pennington. Second, Shelby. Thank you. And uh, Commissioner Arvino is back. Yes, and there's no further discussion. We may now call for the roll. We need to do public comment and then okay. do the roll call. Sorry. I'm sorry. Let's do another 10 seconds for those who are joining us um, via WebEx. Um, public comment again. Please place um, star three to be put in the queue. Pressing it more than once will remove you from the queue. Instructions are currently on the screen. We are now on agenda item five, sub item two, which is federal project grants. As a reminder, your time to start when you begin speaking. And I will give you an uh, audible um, warning um, when you have 30 seconds and when your time is up. You may stay on the line if you want to speak on any other items. Any individuals who speak during the public comment period at today's meeting can email a brief written summary of the comments to be included in the minutes if it's 150 words or less um, at sfpcgrants.sfgov.org. Um, Tan, do you see any hands raised? I am seeing none. Cool. So we'll go ahead and close public comment for this agenda item and move forward with the roll call vote, Commissioner Collins. Will you please call the roll? Yes, Commissioner Collins. Aye. Commissioner Musley. Commissioner Ordeana. You're on mute, Commissioner. Oh, Todd, can you move him up to um, panelists, please? I'll uh, go back to Commissioner. Yeah, he should be in. He's there. Okay, Commissioner Arleana, can you hear us? You're on mute. I think you said one Great. second. There we go. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hi. Thank you, Ralph. Thank you. I can't see. I only see like three screens at one time. So verbal cues, please, for me. Thank you. Um, Commissioner Parker Pennington. And it's a yes from me. Thank you. Commissioner Shelby. Yes. Commissioner Shiota. And Commissioner Walker. Yes. Motion passes unanimously. Thank you so much. We'll now move to agenda item number six. Um, I'm calling agenda item number six. Uh, grant amendments will have two separate motions, sub item one and sub item two added. Um, so may I now call for agenda item six. Grant amendments sub item one, if you wish to make general public comment on this item, you may now raise your hand and be added to the queue and you will be called upon at the appropriate time. Um, I would also like at this time to uh, get uh, ask for any rec recusals on agenda item six, sub item one. Seeing none, um, may I ask for any public comment? Uh, we 
we need um, Deputy Director Joanne Lee to present the item. Thank you. And so now we're um, asking on this one, will uh, Deputy Director Joanne Lee present on sub item number one of item six, please? Yes, thank you, uh, commissioners. Um, this is this motion um, is to approve the change in fiscal sponsor for the village project. Their current fiscal sponsor is the Boys and Girls Club, and they are changing um, over to the Renaissance Parents of Success. And so this requires a grant amendment um, for your approval. Thank you very Question. much. May I now ask for any commission discussion or comments, please? I'm looking for any raised hands. Let me just unmute because I'm not sure you can see or if my hand is really raised electronically. Um, uh, just I'm not, you know, not familiar um, with the Renaissance parents of success. And I know fiscal sponsorship is perhaps just a formality. But because it's an organization that I'm unfamiliar with, I just thought maybe a little background on that would be would be helpful for this decision. Um, I'm gonna have to ask uh, one of our program officers to um, help answer that question. I'm not sure. If, I think Molly Barons um, is an attendee, perhaps. Um, I can move she Molly can be up. unmuted and, and can um, help give us some background on on this fiscal sponsor. Thank you. Hi, Molly. I just moved you up. I'm sorry. If we're if if we don't have time for it, we can move on. I just 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 wanted a little more information for context. I think that's helpful. I agree. Thank you for asking. Just waiting for Ms. Barron. Hi, good afternoon, commissioners. Hi, thank you for your question. Um, I can tell you that Renaissance Parents of Success is a fiscal sponsor, a new fiscal sponsor um, for us in the last year for FY21. They're acting as a fiscal sponsor for an organization called Fillmore Jazz Ambassadors, which is also just one of the motions that you just approved for the special projects grant. Um, they, this is the first time they've, they've worked with us. Um, and that grant that, that we are currently engaged with them for is a $5,000 grant. That's also a special grant through an ad back. Um, I know that this change of fiscal sponsorship with the village project kind of was, a um, it was, it was a request from the grantee. And so we wanted to oblige the grantee and um, update the grant and get them out of their fiscal sponsorship with Boys and Girls Club and into the, the new fiscal sponsorship with Renaissance Parents of Success. As you, I'm sure, are aware, Boys and Girls Club is a you know, really huge organization and I'm not, I'm not the program officer on this particular grant for the Village Project, but I know that um, you know, it might be that village project wants to just work with a little bit more of a grassroots organization. 
And outside of that, I don't have much I can give you context for. I hope that's helpful. Happy to answer questions via email. I think that the question would be, have we performed our normal due diligence to ensure the bona fides of Renaissance parents of success? We most certainly have, as they are again engaged in a current grant, a current open grant with us, and we'll also be happily engaging with them as a fiscal sponsor again for the FY22 grant for Fillmore Jazz Ambassadors. So, yes, to answer your question, we we certainly have. They are 100% um, uh, in good standing with our IRS 501c3. They're a compliance city supplier up to date with their business tax and their 12B compliance. Thank you. Ms. Uh, Commissioner Parker Pennington, has your concern uh, been addressed? Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Molly. No problem. And thank you for raising that point. It's really appreciated, Commissioner. Um, so now we are, am I a, I'm a little bit lost right here. I just wanna make sure that uh, we have an opportunity for any further commissioner comment or public comment um, before we call for the motion. Are we ready, Ms. Moreno? We're ready for public comment. Please. Oh, wait, sorry. We need to do the motion and the second and then public comment. Thank you. Yeah. So this is a, a motion and a second to approve the change of fiscal sponsor for grant 20CEI123, authorized by resolution 05071143 for the village project. The current fiscal sponsor is Boys and Girls Clubs of San Francisco and a new fiscal sponsor, the Renaissance Parents of Success. That is the motion. May I have a... Uh, uh, Call, I'm sorry, a motion and a second for the motion. Commissioner Walker moved. Seconded, Parker Pennington. And now may I ask for any public comment on the motion? Yes. So if you're already listening to this via web link, please raise your hand. If you're calling by phone, please press star three to be put in the queue. Please press only once since pressing it more than once will remove you from the queue. Instructions are now on the screen. Um, we are currently on agenda item number six, sub item one of grant amendments. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking. And you will see a visual time. You will hear an audible warning if you are listening via WebEx. You'll get a 30 second audible warning and you'll be muted once your time is up. You may stay on the line if you wish to speak on other items. Any individuals who speaks during the public comment period at today's meeting can email a brief written summary of the comments to be included in the minutes if it is 150 words or less to sfac.grants at sfgov.org. So, Tom, let us know if you see any hands raised. Hi, this is Tom. I'm seeing none. Great. Thank you, Tom. And we also did not receive any emails. Um, to comment on this item, so we'll go ahead and close public comment. Thank you. May I ask for any final commissioner discussion or comments on this item? I'm looking for any raised hands. I'm not seeing any. And therefore, if there's no further discussion, the vote will be called. Program 
Associate Marina, would you please call the roll uh, to vote? Yeah, of course. Commissioner Collins. Yes. Commissioner Musley. Commissioner Orleana. Yes. Thank you. Commissioner Parker Pennington. Yes. Commissioner Shelby. Yes. Commissioner Shiota. And Commissioner Walker. Yes. Sorry to add. Thank we, you very we, much. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. I just want to confirm that we actually recorded the first and second motions. We did. Thank you. I'm now calling agenda item number six, grant amendment sub item two. If you wish to make public comment on this item, you may now raise your hand and be added to the queue and you will be called on at the appropriate time. Also, um, do, I will wait to ask for any recusals until after we have any public comment. Joanne, would you like to present this item for us, please? Sure, thank you. Good afternoon, commissioners. This is um, a request to approve uh, grant amendments for four grants, um, two of them to the Bayview Opera House, to Blue Bear School of Music and the OMI Community Action Organization to extend their grant windows through June 30th, 2022. Um, uh, do you have any questions? Yeah, and this is made uh, necessary uh, by virtue of what? So each of these are a little bit different. And I think, um, again, my colleague Molly Barons can give us more information about each of them. I know some of them are um, some construction projects. Uh, the Blue Bear School of Music was a creative space when I'm imagining that some of these projects um, encountered some delays um, over the last two years because of COVID and probably had difficulty um, completing them. Um, I, I'm not sure if we need any further explanation other than that, Deputy Director. Um, seems like it's self-evident, you know, time is taking its toll with certain things. We want to give people elasticity to complete their projects. Um, so may I now ask if there are any commissioner discussion or comments on this agenda item? I'm seeing no raised hands. So has the motion been made yet? We yeah, we need to ask for the motion and the second now. Thank you. May I ask for a motion and a second on this agenda item number six, sub item number two, the extension so of the period. Commissioner Shelby, so moved. Second, uh, Parker Pennington. Um, there being a, a motion made and seconded, may I now ask for the vote? Commissioner Collins, we need to do public comment and then they're all called up. So I'll go ahead and do that. If you're already listening via the web link, please raise your hand. If you're calling by phone, please press star three to be put in the queue. Please press only once since pressing it more than once will remove you from the queue. Instructions are on the screen. We are currently on agenda item number six, sub item two of the grant amendments. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking and you'll receive an audible warning from me um, at the 32nd mark, as well as when your time is up. Um, you may stay on the line if you wish to speak on other items. Any individuals who speak during the public comment period at today's meeting 
will um, can email a brief written summary of the comments to be included in the minutes if it is 150 words or less at sfac.grants at sfgov.org. Tom, let us know if there are any hand raised for public comment. Hi, this is Tan. I'm seeing none. Thank you, Tan. So we'll go ahead and close public comment for this item and move on to the roll call vote. Thank you very much. Will you please call the roll? Yes, Commissioner Collins? Aye. Commissioner Musle? Commissioner Ordiana? Aye. Thank you. Commissioner Parker Pennington? Yes. Commissioner Shelby? Yes. Commissioner Shioda? And Commissioner Walker? Thank you yes. very much. Motion passes. So now we're going to go all the way back up to, I believe, item agenda item number three. Is that correct? Scrolling, I'm scrolling. This is yes. The, I think we're mm -hmm. with the staff report. Is that the one we're starting, or are we ending with staff report? I think that we are going to. Go to staff report now, and then we'll go okay. to the cultural centers. Right? Sounds good. So now we are on agenda item number three staff report. And if you wish to make public comment on this item, you may now raise your hand and be added to the queue, and you will be called upon at the appropriate time. I am now calling for the staff report. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Here I am. Um... Good afternoon, commissioners. I'm happy to present my staff report for this October meeting of the Community Investments Committee. Um, so as a reminder, our new grant cycle is off and running and our cultural equity grant guidelines are now live. The following grant categories are now accepting applications. The cultural equity initiatives, which is for multi-year general operating grants, the San Francisco artist grants for individual artists, the creative space grants to support capital planning for new facilities and capital improvements for existing facilities and the artist legacy grant, which honors an arts leader who has served an organization for 25 years or more. So the deadlines occur mid October through mid November with grant review panels taking place in the spring of 2022. So please help spread the word. So an update on staffing. As you all heard at the full commission meeting, we've hired Denise Pate as our new director of community investments to oversee our grants and art vendor programs. Denise is an arts administrator, philanthropist, former executive director, dancer and choreographer with over three decades of experience as a Bay Area arts leader. We're thrilled to have her join our team and she'll be starting uh, later this month. So that's the good news. I am sad to let you know that our program officer, Tina Wiley, will be leaving our team in a couple of weeks. Tina has made many, many contributions in arts education program over her three years with us, from transitioning the Writers' Corps program to our Artivist in Residence program, which expanded the genres and reach of that program. Tina also developed the Sankofa initiative to respond to the needs of the arts education community during the pandemic. We will miss Tina greatly, and at the same time, we're very happy for her as she pursues a new career path. 
And speaking of the Sankofa initiative, I'm happy to provide an update on the Alliance for California Traditional Arts uh, ACTA, um, their Sankofa regranting program. This program initiative focused on cultural preservation, regranting to acknowledge that our heritage, legacies, ancestors, mentors, and communities are bedrocks of who we are and contribute to our creativity. ACTA's Sankofa Fund was designed for the continuity and transmission of the collective values of artistic expression deeply rooted in and reflective of historically marginalized communities. Grant applications were received until September 1st, and ACTA had an impressive response and received a total of 120 applications with a request amount of over a million dollars. 100 applications, 40 individuals and 60 organizations will be advanced to the review panel. In this highly competitive process, panels took place on October 8th and October 11th yesterday. Um, applicants will be notified uh, next week and feedback will be shared with the applicants upon request. Community Vision also um, closed their reopening safety grant um, last Friday and received 77 applications. Um, and this grant supports equipment and operating expenses to support arts and culture organizations to comply with health and safety protocols and uh, reopen their facilities and uh, support any um, expenses associated with that. The total request was for nearly 1.8 million and applications will be reviewed at the end of the month and an award announcement uh, will be made in early November. And so we will share out the results of the grantees for both reopening safely and Actus Sankofa initiative at a future um, community investments committee meeting. And that concludes my report. Um, thank you, and I'm happy to take any questions. Uh, may I ask for any commissioner discussion or comments on uh, Deputy Director Lee's staff report? You know, one thing I really will add, and that is the importance of the arts as a as a sector in the reemergence of our economy. Commissioner Walker has really been really right along with Director Rennington at the helm of this, um, and it's an extraordinarily important time. Um, so I, I want to give great encouragement to these initiatives uh, insofar as they really help to boost our city. Um, and we need the revenues to come in from the cultural activity to really feed the ecosystem that we are involved with. Uh, so um, we're anxious to see this work go forward and really appreciative of all of the staff work that is behind it. Are there any other uh, commissioner uh, comments or discussion on Deputy Director Lee's report? Um, I, Commissioner Walker here. Um, I, I, I too want to really applaud Director Remington and the staff for putting this all together. I know we've had many discussions citywide about this and the the recommendations of the task force were just um, ripe with opportunities for these kind of um, activities. And so the, the key is the implementing how we craft these grants and how we get the word out and actually move these projects um, out in the neighborhood. Uh, you know, just to, to reiterate the 
um, the last agenda item where the city is also adding money back to really spread this throughout the whole city. I mean, almost every district was covered in those add back grants and um, we really, I mean, it, it's nice to, to have this acknowledgement of the importance of our sector for sure. And it's really also exciting and I can't wait to see how we respond and how we actually help our city recover over the next couple of years. So keep up the good work staff. Thank you, Director Remington for, for pushing all of these really important initiatives through. Um, this, is, this is how we can really like help not just our sector, but the whole city recover. So thank you, Commissioner Collins. Thank you, Commissioner Walker. Are there any other comments? May I now ask for any public comment? Is there any public comment on agenda item number three, the staff report? Ms. Moreno? Sure. So, if you're already listening to this meeting via the web link, please raise your hand. If you're calling by phone, please press star three to be put in the queue. Please press only once since pressing it more than once to remove you from instructions are currently on the screen. We're currently on agenda item number three, staff report. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking. And I will give you an audible warning if you are listening via WebEx. Um, you will get a 30 second audible warning from me, and you will be muted once your time is up. You may stay on the line if you wish to speak on other items. Any individuals who speak during the public comment period at today's meeting can email a brief written summary of the comments to be included, um, if it is 150 words or less, to sfacgrants at sfgov.org. Tom, let us know if you see any hands. Um, any raised hands, and if not, then we'll go ahead and move forward. Uh, I'm seeing no public comment. Hi, nope. this is Tan. I'm seeing none. Thanks, Tan. Thank you very much. So, uh, the public comment is now closed, Ms. Moreno? Yes, it is. We can move on to agenda item number four now, Commissioner Collins. Okay, this is wonderful. Um, we get to call agenda item number four, the cultural center presentations. And if you wish to make public comment on this item, you may now raise your hand and be added to the queue and you will be called on at the appropriate time. This is item number four, the cultural center uh, centers presentations. Great, thank you. Um... This is a continuation of our cultural centers presentations from our last meeting. And so I'm delighted to say today we have four of our cultural centers presenting um, and we will be taking them in alphabetical order, starting with the American Indian Cultural Center. We have asked our cultural centers to be brief. Um, there's so much that each of them want to share with you. And so we've asked them to be brief about seven minutes each so that there is more time for dialogue. Um, with you today. So with that, um, why don't we start with the American Indian Cultural Center? April? Let's if you can bump April up for us. April, can you hear us? You're on mute. Tan, can you unmute April for us, please? Am I unmuted? Can you hear me? There you go. We can hear you loud and clear, April. Okay, great. Okay, and I can start whenever? 
Yes, ma'am. Okay, great. So good afternoon, everybody. My name is April McGill. And I'm the executive director of the American Indian Cultural Center of San Francisco. And I first want to recognize and say thank you to the ancestors of the Ramatush Ohlone people for allowing me to work in community in their territory and to also acknowledge uh, Indigenous Peoples Day. And today's uh, presentation will be titled Staying Strong and resilient because during the second year of COVID, we have become stronger as a community and been able to take care of one another. Slide two. This year was really about remembering the old Indian Center and how we have always taken care of our people. It was about how we showed up, which was through our events. It was how we stand up through our causes, our different funding streams, the building of the AICC team and the building of our partnerships and our future seasons. Slide three. Because AICC is a virtual center, virtual programming has come easy to us. In the second year of social distancing, we have continued to offer virtual programming, such as our ACORN workshop with Bernadette Smith, cooking class with the Cultural Conservancy, Native Business Owner webinars with Square and Regalia Making with Anacita Hernandez. And all of our virtual classes had between 15 to 20 participants. Slide four. As things started to open up in San Francisco, we were able to have our annual Indigenous Peoples Day celebration um, at Alcatraz Island in partnership with International Treaty Council. Last year, we were only able to have a maximum of 100 people in attendance. Yesterday, we had over, uh, gosh, about uh, a thousand. We had our spring gathering in May at Hummingbird Farm with 50 attendees. We participated in San Francisco's Carnival at John O'Connell High School, and we had a SF Pride Two-Spirit event in partnership with our Friendship House Association of American Indians. Slide five. Like a lot of our communities of color during COVID and social distancing, our community suffered a lot of loss and needed a time and space for healing. AICC was able to provide an honoring for the loss of Helen Wakazu, CEO of Friendship House at one of our first in-person events. We had 100 attendees. AICC was also able to have a healing walk for our boarding school survivors. We had 200 attendees at City Hall and the mayor's office was able to light up City Hall in orange for the remembrance of those survivors. Slide six. The American Indian community is fortunate to be able to provide resources to COVID-19. Due to COVID-19, AICC has been partnering with Mission Food Hub to provide weekly food distributions to 42 of our families. We have been able to provide 20 iPads for our elders and communities to better access internet, community events, and virtual programming. AICC was able to provide emergency uh, relief funds to Native artists in response to the pandemic to help with utilities, groceries, rent, and college tuition. Next slide. AICC is happy that we were able to receive funding through community grants such as Indian Collective to support technology, PPE, and in-person event costs. We received donations from private funders and individual donors that supported our emergency assistance funding. We received 5,000 from Square including 50 square devices for our independent artists and business owners. Next slide. AICC has worked hard on sustainability this year. We received funding for additional projects such as the Indigenized Project, which is in partnership with the American Indian Cultural District to indigenize the Mission District. 
We received funding for a gardening project with our partners at Hummingbird Farm to create medicinal and indigenous food access to the American Indian community. Our CEI grant will help us provide operational funding for the next two years to support additional staffing needs. AICC will receive funding from the Department of Public Health to expand our native wellness programming, such as talking circles, traditional healing, and gathering of Americans, Argona, for the community. Next slide. Our board has a huge has been a huge asset to the executive director. Our board has a financial development committee, marketing and communications committee, programs and planning committee to help support the staffing and our programming. I'm happy to say that we have a board membership of 10 and we are all American Indian. Next slide. And here is our team. We are rooted in community as the executive director. I oversee the program coordinator, social marketing coordinator and arts engagement coordinator. Next slide. And here are some of our partners, American Indian cultural district, friendship house, San Francisco native American health center. Indian education, cultural conservancy and uh, Sikui, just to name a few. Next slide. We are growing in our programming, therefore we'll be getting some new office space that we're super excited about in the Mission District and in the American Indian Cultural District. Uh, we have our pilot office at Fort Mason right now within the Cultural District, but we want a permanent spot in the Cultural District. And we have our AICC merchandise that we will continue to promote and sell and um, to create more revenue for our organization. Next slide. So you can contact us through our social media, check out our website, our Facebook, um, or shoot us an email. We'd love to partner with you. Or if you're interested in any of the work that we're doing with the Cultural Center, please feel free to, um, to reach out. Um, we appreciate all the additional add back from the mayor's office and additional support from all of you on the commission and ask that you continue to support this work because it's growing and it's expanding um, throughout the community. And so we just really want to make a presence for the first people of this of this territory. So thank you so much for all of your um, commitment to our artists and um, appreciate everything you guys do. So thank you. Executive Director McGill, we can't thank you enough on this extremely special day uh, for us to be able to commemorate and to memorialize um, the history of our indigenous people. Thank you for your comments. Um, I'd now just ask, uh, like to ask any of the commissioners if they have any comments or discussion. I'm looking for some raised hands. I will just say that you know, it has been a wonderful journey, you know, to be on this committee and in this commission to see over these years, really the, the development and the strengthening of the cultural center. Um, its leadership under you has really been extremely important and it's deeply appreciated. Thank you so much. I have a raised hand. Please, Commissioner yeah, Shelby. I, I, just, I just want to commend the work that's being done um, you know, I've been in San Francisco for 20, almost 26 years now. And, um, the moment I found out more about the roots and history of this place, it took me straight to the Ohlone tribelets and the existence of the tribes that were here for what? 5,000 years plus. Um, and so to see that this work, the city is supporting it, um, this body of commissioners are supporting it. 
the arts commission is supporting it. Um, just, I just want to say thank you and to see the work that you all are doing. Um, is something that we can all be proud of. So, uh, I'm going to double down on learning more about. The work that you're doing, the programming, the education, uh, and the way that you're caring and holding the history. So thank you. Thank you, and we invite all of you to, um, you know, to Alcatraz for our sunrise ceremony. We have another one coming up in November for, um, for during the Thanksgiving holiday. So we also gather at Alcatraz. So I'll be sure to invite all of you um, next month. That invitation would be really welcomed. Thank you. Are there any other further uh, commissioner comments? I'm not seeing any hands from where I'm sitting. We're going to allow a 30 second break. Uh, so, Ms. Moreno, if you would keep us to 30 seconds, um, we're going to take a 30 second break following this great presentation um, by Executive Director McGill, and we'll come back with the Asian Pacific Islander Cultural Center, the presenter, Executive Director Vinay Patel. Just give right. us 30 seconds. Yes, I'll, right? go, I'll go ahead and I'll start timing you as of now. And just um, we just got notification. We're going to actually have to hold off on Asian Pacific Islander Cultural Center presentation for now. Um, and go, we're going to go next. We'll be Mission Cultural Center for um, Latino arts. But we will be hearing from uh, Executive Director Patel later, or are we going to defer that? We are. Um, we he'll be at the he'll be last. So it'll be Mission Cultural Center, Queer Cultural Center, and then Asian Pacific Islander. Very good. Okay, it's just re-racking it. So let's take 30 seconds. Sounds Thank good. Thank you. Yep. And for those who are just joining us, we are taking a quick 30-second break. Um, we just heard from the American Indian Cultural Center presented by Executive Director um, April Miguel. And then we'll be starting back up with Mission Cultural Center for Latino Arts. So please stand by as commissioners take their 30 seconds. Thank you. Okay, commissioners, when you're ready, please join us. 30 seconds goes quick. Maybe we need a minute. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, so we are now uh, still on agenda item number four, and we will now ask for the um, Mission Cultural Center for Latino Arts. No, I'm sorry. Yes, yes. that's correct. Mission Cultural Center for Latino Arts presenter um, Executive Director Jenny Rodriguez. Sean, if you can bring up Jenny for us, please. Yep, uh, Jenny's moved. Great. Can you unmute her for us? Hi, Jenny. Let us know if you can hear us. Uh, I don't see um, Jenny may have disappeared. Uh -oh. uh, she? she was just on. Yeah, okay. Well, I see. Oh, you know what? I see the name 
hand up. I saw the Anae's hand up. Can you bump up Yane for us? And let's see if if Yane's ready to present. And we'll see if we can get Jenny back. Yep. Yeah, right, so Vinay just uh, is now a panelist. Hi, Vinay. Can you hear us? I can't hear you. Sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> All good. Sorry, it's a little jumpy right now. Okay. So, Commissioner Collins, we're going to go back to scheduled, and we'll go. Um, we'll go ahead and and do Asian Pacific Islander Cultural Center presented by Vinay Patel. Go for it, uh, Executive Director Patel, please. Hello, everyone. Thank you um, all for taking the time out and letting us uh, present to you. You know, um, I too want to uh, uh, pay honor and respect to the Ramatush and Ohlone and all Indigenous people, especially on on this day and actually for all days, um, for uh, allowing us to be here um, and share the space together. Um, my name is uh, Vinay Patel. I'm the executive director of the Asian Pacific Islander Cultural Center. Uh, next slide, please. Uh, we are a virtual cultural center. This is going to be our 25th anniversary this year. Um, and so we're extremely excited about uh, where we are. Um, and um, we program uh, multidisciplinary uh, arts uh, and through multi generations uh, throughout the city of San Francisco. Next slide, please. Um, this, these last year and a half, two years have been extremely um, difficult for everyone. Um, what we have seen, you know, um, in the last year and a half is that we've dealt with waves of trauma, waves of pain and struggle, uh, COVID-19 um, uh, and uh, the struggles at the, uh, not just, you know, the COVID-19, but then also um, uh, the xenophobia that came along with it as well. And then uh, artists and community not feeling comfortable even walking outside, you know. Um, second was, you know, uh, Black Lives Matters. Um, and then, you know, the, our community really tried to rally uh, to be in support. Uh, so we worked with other organizations to come up with a response. And then also artists said, we want to actually do programming, you know, around, you know, uh, Black Lives, you know, uh, supporting, you know, um, the Black Lives Matters movement. Uh, next slide, please. And then um, the third wave that hit us was actually um, the hate towards the Asian American um, community. Um, and so we then, throughout these three waves, uh, uh, did our best to try to respond. Uh, next slide. And what we tried to do during all these situations was figure out how can we pivot, how can we respond, how can we take care of each other, and then how can we rise again? And so one thing that we did not do uh, was try to change. One thing we didn't do was say we're we're going to hold back. We tried to make sure that we were take we were taking care of each other and said how do we stand up again? And I felt that uh, I'm very proud of our community and all of our BIPOC communities in dealing with these last couple of years um, uh, because we're still standing today. Next slide, please. Part of what we did in, in um, the slide that we just saw before, we started to do uh, wellness surveys. Uh, we started to pivot our programs or, you know, and services to the community um, in shifting from, you know, from doing the regular kinds of festival activities we're doing to more tech, 
uh, technical service professional development, um, we started to take on virtual programming head on. Uh, we started working with our venues that we usually work with and helping them figure out venue safety. Um, and then throughout that whole time, we also worked on advocacy, ensuring that you know, our uh, elected officials and people who are stakeholders understood what was going on in the community. A lot of times, you know, we would be in these, I would be in these meetings and people wanted to rush forward saying, well, we all should do this to get, you know, we all should do this and move forward. And I'd say, I'd have to say, hold back. I'd say no, because a lot of our artists in our community don't feel comfortable going in that direction. A lot of small arts organizations don't feel comfortable going in that direction. And that was an important thing for us as an organization to make sure that those voices were not lost. Uh, during these crises. Next slide, please. Uh, we offered uh, for our artists um, trainings on how to do virtual programs and productions, uh, how to do them in actual safe venues. Uh, we did uh, mental health uh, and family programming. That was actually one of the things that came out of our survey was that now that people were spending more time together, how can people do things as a family, and so we had a couple of family programs that we're we were very proud of, um, and then we started uh, a number of conversations and workshops around um, entrepreneurship, and then how to how to adapt as artists in what is the current and now future economy. Next slide, please. Um, in this last festival, we were very very uh, after going through the first you know round of COVID and programming. This uh, this year, uh, we made even more pivots because we took on whatever um, guidelines there were and restrictions there were, um, and we said we were going to try to tackle it and then try to do in-person outdoor programming, which was very, very difficult to do. Um, but our artists and our community felt that we wanted to come together out and be outdoors safely uh, and do programming. And so what we did was we we turned all, all of our programming on its head. Uh, we did uh, outdoor, we did uh, um, self-produced streaming at home at artists, and we did um, streaming of arts uh, in venues without audience as well. And so uh, we were able to produce 21 productions um, in this last spring and early summer. Next slide, please. And of that, you can see the, the various different types uh, of formats that we were able to do it in. And we also expanded the, the partners that we had and also the various different platforms that were out there for us to use because we wanted to be as diverse as possible. So every artist uh, at whatever level they are could still be out there producing their work and get it out there you know, for the community. Next slide, please. Uh, we're, we had two outdoor events, one at Capua Gardens and the other at Portsmouth Square. Uh, we had we, we were limited at that time to just 50 people uh, in the audience, which, um, you know, uh, all, we'd like, like to say that we had a, a capacity crowd and uh, they enjoyed every moment of it and were able to, you know, produce some events that the community felt strong about. Um, uh, Capital Gardens is uh, in the south of Market area, and in, in Chinatown, we performed at Portsmouth Square. Next slide. We also uh, did our first live streaming of a theater performance. That was first for a lot of different people in our community. Uh, it was Johnny Ian's Minority Without a Model. Um, and we also uh, converted a in-person seniors writing workshop to be an online writing workshop. And I'm happy to say that this, this pr uh, program 
uh, that's led by, you know, uh, artist Jenny Lim is now in its second full year with us at APEC uh, as an online program for seniors. Uh, next slide, please. We also understood that communication was going to be extremely key, making sure that information is in the hands of our artists and community. So we spent a considerable amount of time reorganizing how information came to us, how within staff we divvied it up and how and when we got it out back out to the community. Um, and so that was another uh, big key for us to make sure that um, issues such as safety and issues such as resources that are available were getting out to artists as soon as possible. Next, next slide, please. We also um, made sure that as much as possible for all of our offerings that were online that uh, we were trying to be as accommodating uh, and respectful to um, all, all persons trying to experience this. So we made ASL interpretation and live captioning uh, uh, systematized and, uh, and available for all of our artists uh, producing events. Next slide, please. Um, so part of our part, part two of the main focuses that we're trying to do is uh, during the reopening and what we feel our, our role is um, vital in is that advocating equity for Asian American communities, making sure that um, the experience isn't lost. You know, we know what this did to um, our physical communities as well, what COVID did, what the uh, hatred towards Asian Americans did, um, what it did to Chinatown, Japantown, uh, south of Market, you know, and so we will continue to be advocates uh, for our community. We will also continue our virtual programming to ensure that, that as we're reopening, we're not leaving any, anybody, anybody behind. We're going to make sure that everybody who who wants to continue to produce virtually, we're gonna ha have them um, produce virtually. And those organizations that want to, that feel comfortable this the time reopen, we're gonna support those organizations in reopening as well. Next slide. Um, and we could not have done this uh, without the support of um, all of our generous sponsors, uh, I mean, not sponsors, uh, funders, which we did not feel were funders during this time. A lot of them turned into friends and family, really understanding where we were, especially the Arts Commission, you know, um, uh, really flipped this on, on, on its head and said, look, we're going to work on this uh, together. Um, and all of our funders, did, did, uh, you know, did the same. And I, I especially want to thank all of our, you know, sister cultural centers, because we really banded together during this time, uh, provided, you know, support in every different way. Soma Arts, immediately reached out to us because we're we are a resident of soma arts and said vinay what can we do to help uh, maria told me what can we do to help you uh, as a resident and sister cultural center you know offering to waive all rent and everything like that which blew us away brought tears to my eyes thinking that wow they thought of us you know at the time at the they're in crisis as well uh same as the other cultural centers they all came up and said what can we do together how can we uh, stand together, especially during Asian hate. Um, and I couldn't be more proud being part of this grouping, being part of the Arts Commission. Um, and so I wanted to say thank you all commissioners for, you know, continuing to advocate for our community uh, and for the centers. Thank you. Um, Executive Director Patel, um, what a 
really incredibly deep and thorough presentation. Um, I, I I was really impressed, you know, in many ways by your listening and making sure that people are being seen and heard, um, and the acknowledgement of that marginalization that we have so pervasive against which we have to work. And also, you know, your statements of solidarity in times of, of, of deep crisis really have lasting value because that's when, as you can see, uh, you really have a separation in the pack. Um, and, to, and to understand in your own words um, how you really took um, this time and made it something really extraordinary, I think really lays a platform for a really brilliant future with, with deep appreciation. So thank you very much for your presentation and especially for the work that is behind the presentation. I'd like to ask for any other commissioners to make comments or observations, please. Yes, I see Commissioner Walker's hand first and then Commissioner Parker Pennington. Uh, Executive Director Patel, um, Commissioner Walker here. Thank you so much. I, I said before that it, it was really impressive for all of our arts organizations, but but really especially for our cultural centers who who partner with so many individual and organizational in the arts. I mean, you you really with with your, with your presentation, you really have provided a service that I see a huge need for out there, where people aren't connected as much as they need to be virtually especially in these kind of situations. So I really appreciate how much you have spent focusing on that service and the training and hope that we as a commission can help support those kind of efforts because even as we open in-person events and, and it really is touching to my heart to be at them, um, at, the, the ability to use the virtual to expand the audience and support for your organizations is huge. The opportunity here is really huge and be, and what you're doing to. To share that knowledge and, and experience with folks is really key. I think to helping our industry recover our whole sector and our city. So. Um, let us know and keep us posted what you need in that event. I, I think technology is is something that we need to use more of and get better. Uh, I would say better coordination of. We've had that conversation before. Um, so let us know and thank you for the work you're doing. Thank you, Commissioner. I'm seeing Commissioner Parker Pennington's hand raised. Uh, yes, thank you, uh, Commissioner Collins and Executive Director Patel. I just want to say that you're, you illustrate um, the healing power of art and connecting together, uh, even in the virtual world that we have, uh, you know, had to experience. And um, I really also very much appreciate your, you know, your lens uh, of intersectionality of all people of color, of all generations. Um, and, you know, pretty much everyone is included in your your programming. Um, and, and, and I love that about what you're doing. So it really makes me very proud uh, of what you're doing and just to have a small part in that uh, sitting on the commission. So I just wanna say, um, you know, keep doing everything you're doing. If there's anything more we can be doing to support you and what you're doing, and then you personally in leading um, this cultural center, 
um, just please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Thank you so much, uh, Commissioner Parker. Are there any other comments or uh, questions or discussions from the members of the commission? Yes, I have a comment and I just wanted to speak um, as an artist uh, who has worked with um, APIC for many years now um, and just being able to be blessed to be able to do uh, the work that they've been doing um, and the collaborations that they have done with particularly my community. The last year and a half plus has been really challenging um, to say the least to our brothers um, and sisters in the APIC community. And even in the middle of all that, they were still uh, hand in hand with the black community during the Black Lives Matter movement during this, this time period, finding ways in particularly where art can be a voice and where art can be a solution and where art can be a healing mechanism. Uh, having seen it uh, up close, close and personal. And so um, th this is a great organization led by a great leader um, that works with some of the most incredible artists on the planet. We saw Jenny Lim, there's others, Francis, uh, and also John Jane. These are people who I, con I consider mentors uh, people who've inspired me to where I am today, and I'm speaking very personal, but that's what this is all about. When I hear and see what our city and how they support organizations like this organization and how it completely moves all the way down to the level of the artists and into the community. So uh, if, I'm sure everybody kind of already knows a little bit about that, but I just wanted to give a testimony of of how it actually happens and that it does happen and that it has an impact. And it, and, and through, <laughs> through this organization, um, it has changed my life personally um, with some of the artists that I've gotten a chance to work with because of them. Um, and so um, thank you, Vinay, and thank you to the artists that you work with. And, and thank you to the Arts Commission for continuing to support organizations like this. Thank you, Commissioner Shelby, because without artists like you, there would be no, there would be nothing out there. <laughs> Thank you. Commissioner Collins, you're on mute. <laughs> Any other comments or discussion from members of the commission? Seeing none. Thank you, uh, Director Patel. Um, we'll be seeing you soon, um, hopefully in person. Um, may I now ask for a 30 second break, Ms. Moreno? Yes. So I'll go uh, ahead and start timing the commissioners. And then we'll, we'll be coming back with uh, Executive Director Rodriguez. Yes. Thank you very much. Yeah. She's so on those, deck. Yep. So for those who are just joining us, we're currently taking a 30 second break. We just heard Asian Pacific Islander Cultural Center presented by Executive Director Vianney Patel. And we will be joining um, back with uh, Mission Cultural Center um, for Latino Arts presented by um, Executive Director Jenny Rodriguez. The commissioner used to have about like another 10 seconds. Take a quick stretch. Two more presentations. Thanks for <laughs> joining us in this very in a very agenda filled um, day. So wonderful. Okay, so, thank you very much. So 
Now we are on this agenda item D, the Mission Cultural Center for Latino Arts. And the presenter is Executive Director Jenny Rodriguez. Jenny? If you can, okay. Can you unmute Jenny for us, Ton? There we are. Okay. Hi, Jenny. Can you hear us? Hello. Yes, Hi, Jenny. I can. can you hear me? Okay. Yes, we can. Perfect. So let's start here. Well, good evening. Um, thanks um, for the opportunity to share, I would say a snippet of MCCLA's story for the last 14, 15 months. So basically it's like a quick uh, walkthrough uh, with some highlights of what's been transpiring at MCCLA. So as you could see, that's our iconic mural for those who have not been to the center yet. That's called Spirit of the Arts. It was restored in 2017. And uh, we were fortunate that two of the original artists uh, participated in the restoration uh, together with new uh, restorers, young people that learned the techniques directly from them. So it was kind of a bridge um, event. So that's our beautiful place. We are located at 2868 Mission Street, half a block away from 24th Street BART Station. If you need more references, we're right in front of La Taqueria and Diandas Bakery. So no one will miss us with that. So uh, next. So that's uh, our staff. And basically some of them are volunteers. We didn't have all of them uh, there for obvious reasons with COVID-19. But that's our, our mission. Basically, it's um, we were established in 1977 by artists and community activists with a shared vision to promote, preserve, and develop the Latino arts and culture that reflect the living traditions and experiences of the Chicano, Mexican, Central, South American, and Caribbean people. So we represent close to 21 plus countries. Uh, I hope no one gets offended because we have Brazilians tacking along. Okay, then. Um, Basically, during the pandemic, MCCLA's administration and the events department and multimedia, we quickly step in to quickly, you know, manage the work remotely, plan the transition to online programming and reestablish communication with partners and the community at large. Um, participation at several local community agencies were also a constant to acquire and disassemble information and to lobby for needed health services and supplies to the mission district and Latino community. Um, in our case, um, we were aware and we participated in several agencies' efforts, such as the San Francisco Latino Partnership and Equity Coalition, that were very, very active in procuring the necessary um, um, vaccines, information, testing, everything that the community needed, plus food through the food hub. So there was a lot of work done uh, in our Mission District community by our agencies that I feel very proud and need to bring it up. So in some way we participated. Um, we didn't see the need of doing that kind of work because we felt that our forte more than anything was to provide a strong programming at a time when people were having it very difficult with the shelter in place situation. So next. So no, the one before Lorena, sorry. Okay. 
So that's La Cueva del Jaguar, the Jaguar's Cave. Basically, we kind of uh, did some brainstorming and thought that we wanted a program series um, curated that showcased an innovative off-the-cuff mix of art, visual imagery, poetry that was delivered, of course, in a more intimate at-home environment this time. So it's worth noting that we work with the artists and the teachers from our community to produce this series, as well as with teachers and panelists, and they were all compensated 100% instead of the usual 50-50 split fee that we usually go with. So next. So that was part of the La Cueva del Jaguar. So we had eight concerts. Next. We had two series, El Vuelo de las Letras with Chelis Lopez, you know, who's a popular, uh, she runs a, a radio state program, KPOO, um, El Vuelo del Pájaro. And then we had the 23 minutes of poetry with Adrián Arias, where we brought in close to 10 or 12 artists um, to do some poetry and literature. We felt that, as we all do, that arts was more essential than ever at this time. And more than education, we're thinking about how to work with our mental health and how to provide entertainment. Uh, we know that things were kind of gloomy and dark and we wanted to be um, an, an element of inspiration and getting people energized at home. Next. So those were the gallery exhibits that we had. Um, most of them were done um, virtually, although people were, we were able at times to let num um, a small number of people coming into the gallery. And um, one in particular, the Manos del Mundo, um, was great because we had, it was a global um, show of hands that we had in our window, in our front window. So everybody participated from all over the world uh, with those hands at that time. So it was a way of reaching out um, to the global community. So next, this was a special uh, Solo Mujeres show, you know, that we have this annual show, but this year we work with two young, exceptionally young women. Um, and this particular work was called I'm Why, I Am Why Reclaiming the Lens. So they had a show, they had a panel, a virtual tour, they had a, 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 um, a documentary that they created. And they were showcasing 22 women, um, women activists in their fight to change policy and demand reforms to end mass incarceration and state violence. So next. So this is a, um, a little bit of numbers about our COVID-19 programming. As you could see, we worked with 117 artists. We had 83 classes, concerts, documentaries, exhibits, literary events, and we served 60 musicians. So um, the online audience, one thing that was good was that we were able to reach to a, a more diverse um, and more people at different places. So people didn't have to come to the center, we were able to go and reach out uh, in a greater way and, and very um, diverse. So we had 113 online sessions. We had a 1,696 presential audience, 25 teaching artists, as you could see from the classes to the right. And then we serve approximately 272 youth. So all those were the classes and the teachers that were engaged with us 
during this time next. So how did we stay connected? So we stay connected, actively engaging these artists that we mentioned before. Uh, we train artists and teachers and we offer hosting and tech support to transition to online programming. Some were very tech savvy, did not require much support, but there were others that felt kind of, you know, in that in between, in that gray area. So we had to help them out so that they could um, advance with technology and start also um, doing their um, teaching the, the students. Uh, we also gave rental and discounted space to local artists and groups that were needing um, space in order to meet the social distancing requirements. Um, so we did all these things while um, connecting also through our website. Our website was uh, in, um, instrumental in us keeping together and providing that communication and that connection that we felt was so important that we, that we had next. So partnerships and collaboration. So we had the, um, these two, three, four, five organizations in particular. I would like to bring um, uh, just a moment. Um, hmm. So it was the Festival de Altares. Uh, that was the Dia de los Muertos uh, that the Marigold Project had this time at MCCLA. So it was curated by Rosa de Andas Marigold Project, and um, it could not happen in open air due to the pandemic. So it was both presential and virtual. It showcased several artistic performances. It was a beautiful video produced by the Three Lopez production. So, and it's out there for the community to enjoy time and time again. We also had, uh, we collaborated with the San Francisco Youth Theater in partnership with them. We offer like 24 classes to 10 local youth, uh, preparing the students, you know, in the different processes of putting a stage, you know, including backstage, how to share their stories, uh, and how to socialize with each other as well. So um, we are planning on continuing. The classes started already, and there's plans for a, a production sometime in 2022. Um, community partnerships. So we participated with Kayak 24 Cultural Assets Committee with the San Francisco Partnership and Equity Coalition that I just mentioned, uh, with the Rescue Cultural Collective who are working also on a special uh, online project about the procession in San Francisco. And also, of course, like Binet did, we, we also did a lot of work with our sister um, centers with a consortium of community cultural centers, specifically uh, I guess at some point, you know, you will find out uh, we're working in a reopening fund. So basically working with community visions uh, in the hopes to grant $714,000 to um, community artists who are planning on reopening or who need support because they opened and COVID-19 was, was terrible. So, and now we're also considering not only the ones who have a brick and mortar space, but also the ones who are operating online, which is practically the law of the land at this point. So next. Hi, Jenny, just to kind of give you a heads up, you've already gone through yeah. about 10 minutes and you have okay. a lot of slides sure. to go. Yeah, go ahead, quickly. Okay. Okay. okay, next. Okay. Okay, so that's uh, the capital improvement. So we had elevators um, uh, redone, we had bathrooms redone and 
uh, we're happy. That's the time, the day that we had lunch with the with the crew, the construction crew. So thank you so much, Joanne, who was also uh, involved in this project. Thank you. Next. Uh, coming back when we slowly started in July. Coming next. That's a, a nice docu-film where we really um, uh, interviewed our shamans, our, those cultural healers in our community. Next. That's on site, their location. Next. Uh, that's uh, when we opened the Mission Grafica exhibit where we wanted to kind of reactivate, you know, the juices in Mission Grafica. Next. We starting classes in July. Next. Uh, we had an exhibit with the traditional, with the Peruvian traditional, um, um, Peruvian tradition. Next. Uh, that was our September celebrating Latin American month. Next. Next. That was the uh, big 40th anniversary San Francisco Lowrider Council exhibit. Next. That was part of it. That was our mayor, our mayor at our reception on September 18th. So she's a, an honorary member of the Lowriders Council. Next. That's our uh, coming up, uh, Ni Tanto Ni Tan Muertos en Nuestra Memoria. That's our Day of the Dead, you know, celebration and altar installations, which started today. We're opening today. Next. So that's the challenges that we, you know, basically was keeping up with so much COVID-19 regulations that was difficult. We lost income, of course, you know, um, um, staff turnover. We had like six or seven employees who left. Uh, for better pastures, and we, you know, a lot of increased technical training and equipment requirements. So next. So that's Mission Grafica. So this is something that uh, plans that we have as uh, as of next month to start reinstituting uh, workshops for youth in Admission Grafica, printmaking shop. Next. Again, you know, those are, we're working on the archival project, providing theater studio spaces and, and also uh, providing open studios to our artists. Okay, next. That is just a, a nice heartfelt touch from a student who's 11 years old who said that, that we have many programs and if you want to learn, this is the place to be. We have a giant stage with many rows of seats and a summer camp and it's taught by professionals, he said. So that's a nice uh, statement from one of our art um, consumers. Next. What's next? Where well, we're seeking collaborative partnerships and uh, with community groups and leveraging resources, co-producing uh, artistic and culturally re relevant programming to support our local artists. Next. So that's uh, time to celebrate. Next year, we'll be celebrating 45 years of arts and culture. So uh, we don't know what what's going to happen, but we hope that we can reinstitute our summer programs, our participation in Carnaval, our Mole contest. But more than anything, we want to celebrate in community our 45 years. Next. So that's the last, and basically it's back to the future. That's an image from years ago when MCCLA was celebrating Carnaval back in City Hall. So. I know that the Arts Commission is also celebrating 50 years next year, so we will be celebrating together. And I know that the other cultural centers will join the Arts Commission in this big celebration. So we thank the Arts Commission for keeping our budget. They didn't cut the funds um, and all the support that we were receiving through meetings, through you know, meeting, um, uh, personal one-on-ones. 
So thank you so much to the Arts Commission for helping us during these critical and challenging times. So that's a snippet of our year at MCCLA. Thank, you. thank you very much, Executive Director Rodriguez. May I ask for okay. any comments or observations by members of the commission? Marcus? Yeah, I just, you know, I live in a mission. I live close to the, the Mission Cultural Center. I know a lot of these artists that work there. And um, this was a godsend for the past year and a half to have this programming, to have these opportunities, mostly online, um, and to kind of keep this movement going forward. Um, and so I just wanted to commend. I just wanted to commend Executive Director uh, Rodriguez for all the great work that you're doing, uh, that the center is doing. And once again, just uh, thankful to the Arts Commission, the city of San Francisco for the support. Um, this is one of the most important art hubs that we have uh, in the middle of um, probably the most diverse district in our, in our city. And um, they continue to, to just do great work and to keep this community of artists um, employed active teaching uh doing community work lifting our children um and in the pandemic did not get in the way of that they just were able to shift do it online as we just saw so thank you very much um, um and continue to to do the great work that y'all doing are there any other comments i'm seeing uh, commissioner walker yes uh, director rodriguez um Thank you for the work you're doing in the mission. I too live in the mission. I live right over in the neighborhood where the uh, the mission food hub and the amazing work of the Latino task force is on full display several days a week. So I just, I'm proud to see my artist friends, part of that coordinated by all of the arts leaders like yourself uh, in the mission. So. Again, I'm going to say it again. Let us know what we can do. I'm glad that you got some money to to do your elevator work, and you know there's a there's a lot that we want to do for our cultural centers to make sure they they work not just today or tomorrow, but a hundred years from now. So, thank you for what you're doing. You know, Executive Director Rodriguez, as you know, when I first came on this commission, your yours was the first center that I visited. And you've had such an impact on me because you helped me to really understand what it means to lead an organization on the ground. And, you know, the foundation that you have really established as a human being who is leading a really complex organization certainly did show during this time. You know, the trust that is existing within the Mission Cultural Center is really foundational. And that's when you can begin to partner and collaborate on such a broad basis, but also understanding that the arts are healing. And across all of the demographics and all of the age spectrums, you know, and also the cultural literacies that are required, you know, in something that is called Latino. It's really, really, we're so fortunate to have not only the center, but also the consistency of your leadership during this time that um, really showed in so many ways the foundation that you have really laid over these many years. So congratulations to the center 
but also to the leadership, your board and your volunteers for the effort that you have put in and that you're putting in in the future. I'm seeing Deborah, your hand is still up. Do you want to add something? No, I'm done. I just forgot to put my hand down. Thank you. I'm, I'm not seeing any other hands, but um, would anybody else like to make any comments before we move on? And also to thank you, uh, Director Rodriguez, for your very thorough report. We're, we're looking forward to actually seeing the deck and so that we can really review all of these different slides. So uh, it's there and we will, we will review it, you know, after the presentation today. Thank you. Thank you. So now may I ask for another 30 seconds before we jump into our last, but not least uh, queer cultural <laughs> center and the center for lesbian and gay, uh, bisexual, transgender art and culture. So let's give ourselves a 30 second break from now. Sounds good. Thank you, Commissioner Collins. For those who are just joining us, commissioners are taking a quick 30 second break. We just heard from Mission Cultural Center for Latino Arts um, that was presented by the Executive Director, Jenny Rodriguez. And then next up is uh, Queer Cultural Center, who will be presented by Executive Director Natalia um, Vigil. I think I've mispronounced your last name. Let me know. So we'll be back in about 10 seconds. And Tan, if you're there, if you can go ahead and bring up Natalia as a panelist. Item number seven, new business. This allows the commissioners to introduce new items under consideration and to report on our recent activities. So right now, do we have any public comment on item number seven, new business and announcements? I am expecting that we're going to see an item from um, out from Alma Robinson, who had um, been patient enough to wait till item number seven. Yeah, is there any commissioner discussion before we move on to public comment for item number seven? Comments or discussion from commissioners? I see. Mr. Walker, Walker. Um, I just want to say, um, I want to thank the the uh, the symphony and the, the arts commission staff for in, for inviting us commissioners to see the symphony. I have to say that having these things in public, having in-person performances, um, it's just heartening. It's heartening for everybody. And the uh, I went to one recently at the symphony that was was full of community people participating with the symphony and it was just amazing. The Lions Ballet, I mean, there was just some amazing work that's happening. And um, I just, I, I really, again, want to applaud all of the organizations that have really pivoted and they're, you know, doing really hard work to keep the performances going, to keep people working and to keep inspiring our community. So thank you very much. I just, I really, um, the symphony was was really wonderful to have it open again. Thank you, Commissioner Walker. Are there any other comments from the commissioners on new business um, and announcements? Well, I have a, a really simple one, and that was that um, Director Remington and I were 
uh, given a tour of the new Southeast facility, uh, which is a magnificent addition to our city landscape from the Public Utilities Commission. Um, and we, it's a, it's a site that's under construction, but as you well know, we're going to have some major installations and many walls that will be filled by work that has really been sponsored, you know, by the commission. While that's not within the purview of this committee, it was really uh, exciting. And I was just wondering if Commissioner Remington might just make a little comment. We'll be having an opportunity to go back, and I'm sure that this is going to be in another committee's body of work. But Commissioner Remington, would you make a comment if you would? Well, I, I, uh, sorry, well, Director I, Remington. I'm a comment commissioner. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no but thank thank you everybody uh this was a great meeting today uh it was a it was an amazing uh tour uh the work uh that's going to be uh exhibited uh is is going to be phenomenal uh the sight lines and the views from that place are incredible the community benefits are incredible as a full commercial kitchen uh, amphitheater um and several uh 2D and 3D art spaces. It's uh, pretty amazing and um, uh, wonderful to uh, see it in person and uh, uh, feel privileged to be in this community. And and yet again shows how lucky we are uh, compared to other metropolitan regions around the country. So, thank you, uh, Director Remington. <laughs> are there any other? Um... New business and announcements from the commission. Seeing then, uh, may I now ask for any public comment um, on item number seven? Let's give sufficient time uh, in case someone from the public would like to make a comment now on agenda item number seven. Sure. So. Am I on? Yes, I'm on mute. Okay. So, for those who are already listening to this meeting via the web link, please raise your hand. If you're calling by phone, please press star three to be put in the queue. Please press only once since pressing it more than once will remove you from the queue. Instructions are on the screen. We are currently on agenda item number seven, new business and announcements. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking and I will give you an uh, audible warning um, when you begin and at the 32nd mark. You will also be muted once your time is up. You may stay on the line if you wish to speak on other items. Any individual who speaks during the public comment period today um, at today's meeting, we'll, um, can email a brief written summary um, of the comments to be included in the minutes if it is 150 words or less um, to sfac.grants at sfgov.org. So, Tom, let us know if you see any hands raised from the public so we can hear what's up. Hi, this is Tan. I'm not seeing anyone. Mm -hmm. Can we give it just another second? Just uh, let technology uh, run its course. Sure. Yeah. I, I'm saying this because we 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 re rack the agenda, and I want to just yeah. make sure that if uh, there's any other public comment out there, or new business or announcements. If not, you know, there is always the opportunity at our next committee meeting or at the full commission meeting. To make any such types of comments that need to be brought before the uh, attention of the commission.
I'm, um, this is Ton here. I'm still not seeing anybody raise their hands in the comments. I'm in the uh, public comment. Okay. Well, I think that we've probably given sufficient time um, for that to happen. Uh, we will now move to agenda item number eight. Um, should I declare that public comment is is closed now under agenda item number seven, Ms. Yes, Moreno? Yes, please, since we didn't have any hands raised. We can close it. Public comment is now closed under agenda item number seven. We now move to agenda item number eight and we adjourn the meeting. Great. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for joining us. We're now going to end the meeting. Um, and Tan, if you can put us in practice session when you have a chance. I am ending the recording now. Okay, and then. It's not letting me stop the recording for some reason, so please bear with me.